It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to the Rock Chalk Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Metz. Today, we are being joined by Andrew Bouse of the College Football Tour. He came to Lawrence last week for the Kansas-Illinois game. He is making his way around all to all of the FBS uh, stadiums. Wanted to make sure he hit Lawrence before it uh, you know, started to undergo renovations. But he had a great time. We'll talk to him about what he saw here, what he experienced, what his thoughts are about Kansas and all the different traditions that they have. And a glowing endorsement for Lawrence as a whole. After that, we will be talking about uh, just a final preview for this Nevada game coming up, talking about all the other action around the entirety of the Kansas Athletic Department. Uh, but let's not wait any longer. Let's go ahead and get you guys right on over to that interview with Andrew. And I am joined now by Andrew Baus. You probably know him on Twitter as the College Football Tour. Uh, he's been going around to a bunch of different stadiums across the country. He has a goal to make it to all 134 um, FBS stadiums. Andrew, how are you doing today? I am great, especially coming off a uh, trip to Lawrence, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you know, you, you came last week, and we were trying to decide whether to have you on before you came or after you came, and I figured it'd be better to have you on so we can talk about what your experience was like and what your impressions are of the Kansas fan base and, of course, Memorial Stadium. But right before it gets, you know, renovated, which they're starting after this, this football season. So, um, first of all, what was it that got you started on the college football tour going to all of the stadiums? For me, the college football tour idea really began in Madison, Wisconsin. I am from Wisconsin and I am a UW grad, but even before I went to school there, my older brothers went and I used to be dragged grudgingly going to these games, did not like having to do anything uh, outside of my house and my friends when I was a kid, but it was the early 1990s when Wisconsin turned their fortunes and uh, Barry Alvarez turned that program around. And I was kind of just I was about 13, 14 years old at the time. And I, uh, I fell in love, not just with the game, but with all the traditions and the culture and the passion and the pageantry that makes it so special. And you know, as I did get a little older and I got to college, I started to follow the Badgers on the road. And I found it so fascinating to see how every other college campus takes a game day and puts their own unique twist on it. Yeah. So, I mean, you've been now Kansas. You came this last weekend. It was number 101 on your tour. Um, so, first of all, 
what was it that made you want to come to Kansas here? Was it just kind of the way things lined up or like, I should say when you're trying to select the stadium, right? Like what is it that makes you make that trip out to add it to the tour for places you haven't been yet? Like most things, it comes down to money. Um, it, uh, fair. If I can, fair. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's just be honest, right? If I can find a way to economically do a trip, I will. Now, I went to Lawrence on Friday night, but that is actually what really made it happen was when it bumped, when they bumped the Illinois game over to Friday because that Kansas State game was on Saturday. And so if I'm going to fly out, I'm I'm based out of Chicago, which isn't terribly far from Kansas City, but still. Right. If I'm going to fly somewhere and spend the money on that, I'd love to try to get as many as I can. Now, I still love to spend an entire day in one place and really absorb it and make sure I'm 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 getting all the culture, but I uh if I can do more than one, I will. So <clears throat> when that was moved that way, I I I had to pick up Lawrence. I've been to Kansas State in 2010, but their stadium back then was not the way it looks today. So right. I definitely wanted to do an update. And um, since I hadn't been to Kansas and I kind of I really I wanted to see the booth before it was taken down. Um, I, I'm a I'm a little bit of a traditionalist. That's another piece of this. Since I'm getting closer to the end, I didn't want to have to go to Kansas while they were going through transition of stadiums and so on. So. I think, is it 2025 they plan on having that done? Yeah, so they're actually doing it in two different phases. The first phase is going to be done in time for the 2025 season, um, okay. which is going to be a good portion of the, you know, like the walk area. It's going to be the conference center and and then the west and north side of the stadium. Um, but then they're going to have to follow up with another project after that, probably another two years or so. So it probably won't be completely done until like 2027. But, and by then, I yeah, it's gonna be awesome. expect to be, oh, it's going to be awesome. By then, I expect to be done with my tour. So I wanted to make sure I snuck Kansas in um, before, uh, you know, everything gets raised and changed. And um, and I, I don't know. I love, I actually, I mean, I, it, I get it. It needs an update. But I love it. I, that old gal, it's, it's still humming. Uh, I, I loved going in that stadium. And that's the kind of place I love is, is just you can feel it's one of those places where you can feel the pulse of history when you walk through it. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it is, you know, the oldest or one of the oldest war memorials in the nation is fantastic. I love the way the facade looks right now. And there was a talk for there was talk for quite a long time about keeping that facade and trying to find ways to do mm-hmm. it. And unfortunately, they just couldn't figure out how to do it and still bring everything up to code and all of that. So um, they are going to be redoing it, making it kind of more more modern. But you know, they are trying to tie in as many of those elements as they possibly can. So I, I'm I'm glad you were able to come see it as it is now. And then, of course, once it's done, you all know, hopefully Kansas will will give you plenty of reasons to come back for some really great games. So um, I am I am curious though. Did you did you see the announcement for the stadium renovations? Did you see like the mockups of what it's going to look like after it's done? Yes, I did. And um, I was kind of pleased to see that it wasn't going to be a ridiculously different change. Like you said, they're trying to maintain some of the some of the grandeur of what it was kind of keeping that horseshoe style look. And, um, I, you know, I, you, I think one of the most unique parts of that stadium is that you can still look up the hill yep. and, um, and the hill so. down and they're keeping that. I'm so glad because that's that is 
that is one of the things that makes that stadium so special and that makes it such a uniquely college football location. Um, so when I saw that, I was very pleased. I actually met some of the um, people working on the on the transition. They were outside the stadium talking a little bit and recruiting people to, to discuss and fundraising a little bit too and all that. But um, they were, you know, um, very excited about things moving forward. And I got that feeling um, uh, from the fan base that it was something that they're going to miss. But like most of college football, tradition is starting to um, starting to fall about uh, the wayside here. And, um, you know, moving forward is, is the way of it. And you better just get on the train or you're going to sit there pouting. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I did read the article that you guys put out over on Killer Frogs, um, talking mm-hmm. about your, you know, your experience. You talked about some of the, some of the traditions that you saw and, and, you know, kind of some of the, some of the things that really jumped out to you. But what were, what was like the, the one thing that shocked or that not necessarily shocked you, but that you weren't quite prepared for that Kansas does for their game days? I'll tell you. I think the thing that stood out to me the most, I knew about waving the wheat. I've actually been looking forward to waving the wheat for like a decade. I was so <laughs> ready for that. I mean, I was doing my stretches and I was, I was ready to go. Um, I, uh, I was told beforehand that rock chalk Jayhawk KU chant wouldn't be quite like it is in the Allen Fieldhouse. Um, because it's a little harder to coordinate that many people from a distance and so on and so forth. I still thought it was great. I, I still felt the power of it. For me, Lawrence, Kansas itself, I came there with high expectations. They were exceeded for me. I think Mass Street is one of the, one of the best, maybe a little bit unknown, unfortunately. Um, locations um like main drags rather in a, in a college campus it's fantastic we stayed in lawrence both nights we stayed both friday and saturday night even though we went to manhattan on saturday we did spend time in aggieville and aggieville is awesome it's very cool it's a different vibe there than is at mass street i i i liked i liked the fact that mass street was both um had it had a little bit more it had a um it had the kind of frat party way that Aggieville does, but also this laid back nature that I really liked. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's definitely a party street. There's no doubt about it, but it kind of felt welcoming to everyone. You know what I mean? That, that part of Lawrence, I was so excited to be a part of. I just felt like it was, it was just kind of an every person's town. And, um, that exceeded my expectations, you know? Um, so, Lawrence itself, the town, the people, um, I knew they were great, but it, 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 it smashed my expectations. It was great. I will say you made the right decision not staying in Manhattan, you know, on Saturday night. So <laughs> I, I, I knew know, you'd say that. Yeah. I, mean, I know plenty of K-State fans that would disagree, but <laughs> you are right. I mean, there's one, there's something about Lawrence, you know, it's, it's funny because it's like the last area of Kansas that is really hilly before you get out to the flat plains that mm. are west of it. And so you've got a lot of unique types of views, you know, Mount, Mount Orient is where up, like where up where the student union is and everything. And obviously it's not actually a mountain, but it's significantly higher than everywhere else around it for the most part. Um, you know, that gives you some good views down onto the stadium. And, um, it, it is funny because they are redoing 
down by the stadium because for the longest time it was kind of that one spot that you don't really show anybody on campus tours because it was so, you know, kind of run down. Like you, you like the memorial nature of it. You kind of throw it in as part of the tour, but it's not like the place you want to start. And they're completely changing that. And I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see how that's going to change the experience coming into Lawrence where, you know, and coming onto campus where that's where you start and then you go to the rest of the campus because the rest of the campus is, I mean, it's, it's picturesque. There's, you know, hills going up and down to a bunch of different places. Like you've got, you almost feel like you have three or four different like zones of campus because of the way that it gets divided by, um, by, you know, the main campus Boulevard and ha and you have like completely different areas around campus. So it's a lot of fun. It's a really, really nice place to be. I lived in Lawrence for uh, a couple, well, about a year after I graduated and really enjoyed it. And I understand why there's so many families that come back because it's a great place to grow up. And like you said, Mass Street, it has that college party feel. It also, though, has that feel, you know, of like a small town, um, you know, where your where your grandparents are going to like go to the storefronts and, and find, you know, like it's just got it's got so many different characteristics and so many different ways that it can present itself that it does, I think, make it unique in terms of college towns. So, right. After the, um, when we got back from Manhattan, we were pretty tired and took a little break. Um, we were staying on New Jersey, so not too far away and walked a couple blocks to mass street. Once we kind of got a second wind. And when we got there, we had different, definitely, definitely different options. You know, we could have gone into kind of a raucous, bar and uh done that scene but we had such a raucous day and just got out of aggieville where we just did that which was fantastic but we needed something a little bit in the middle and there was this fantastic wine bar a place that used to be an old bank that has changed itself around and um we just sat there and had a nice little meal chat with some fans and watched the games and but, you know to have those options was great um i didn't feel like i had to you know uh you know get pass out drunk on the floor otherwise I wasn't accepted you know it was it was a wonderful <laughs> venue and and that's a that's a that's a positive thing you know to have options in that way um so yeah we, we just we we loved it we want to come back um we got a we got a wonderful tour of Allen Fieldhouse uh earlier in the afternoon um and, and you know we had a few fans invite us back for a basketball game. So we really think in the next couple winters, we're going to come out um, and experience the, the, you know, the, oh, that'll be awesome. The, you will not regret that. And that's probably one of the, there's probably about three or four buildings that you have to experience a game in. If you're a college basketball fan at, at any of any kind. And Allen Fieldhouse right. house is definitely one of those. Um, you know, I can think of probably three or four other ones that I might put on the list, but I know that those like, that's the one that everybody says you absolutely have to go to at least once. So Yeah, as I near the end of my tour, I keep thinking to myself, you know, what are the next steps? And I have a lot of different ideas. I want to hit some rivalries. I want to do all sorts of different things. But we want to hit some basketball cathedrals as well. And um, certainly Kansas is yeah, Pinkle, uh, right at the top. Allen Fieldhouse. There's probably a yeah. few other ones. But uh, all right. So so back to the, the actual game that you witnessed, because, you know, I've heard a lot of people that kind of talk about well, I should say the way that you described your experience there. Um, I'm going to be honest. I was a little bit surprised just because probably because I remember the, you know, not too recent or not too uh, distant past where there was, you know, it was hard to get people to come to games. It was really hard to have a really good environment that half the time 
especially when like Kansas State came, it was more than 50% Kansas State fans in the in the stadium. You talked about the environment there and a couple different questions there. First of all, with what you experienced on Friday, like is it is it hard to imagine what that place would was like just a couple years ago, you know, when there wasn't that sort of environment? And then what was it that stood out to you the most about the environment you were actually in? First of all, no, uh, it's not hard for me to imagine Kansas struggling. I, I, um, I mean, I, uh, I, <laughs> one of the things I do when I'm on the road, I, I record a lot of games and I watch just about everything, even just little bits. And I've seen, I've seen pans of, of, of that stadium, you know, looking ghostly. I mean, um, we are, but... we are famous for having fans read a book, knit, and then have a sign <laughs> that says, I am sad. Like, We've got multiple <laughs> memes of Kansas fans in the stands. Oh, uh, God. Well, you know, here's the thing. Okay, to, and, and then your other question was, what surprised me, you said? Yeah, like, what what was the most surprising or what stood out the most to you about the experience you had on Friday with the fans? The Kansas basketball can translate into Kansas football. Here's the thing. This fan base is there. This is a sleeping giant. Kansas football is a sleeping giant. The fan base is there because basketball has set the tone, set the championship bar, right? And we know that football rules. It does. And, you know, in so many ways. So if the fan base is there, it's all about translation. Just translate it over there. Well, Friday night against Illinois, not only were you playing a team that you haven't played since 1968, sort of a geographical rival that should honestly happen more often Probably. um yeah but um but you had this excitement coming off of last year where they had college game day coming to lawrence and everything and you could feel it i mean it was absolutely palpable in the stadium and i'm telling you i maybe my surprise is, was is that i was not surprised i don't know i i i um i also remember the 2008 season when the Jayhawks were outstanding, won the Orange Bowl. College game day came to the Missouri-Kansas uh, game at Arrowhead that year. Um, and so they were um, – it was there. And, and I remember seeing the Kansas fans then psyched about this team. Um, and so um, it, I, I guess the thing that, that uh, you said what surprises me – what doesn't surprise me that might surprise others is that I know the foundation for a fan, that fan base is there. Um, oh God, I was in the perfect position to see the waving the wheat with the students. It was one thing that is so branded in my memory. I will not forget that. It was just phenomenal. I got some great video of it too. So, you know, uh, my Instagram and my YouTube will be pumping that out. Instagram's already got a little bit of it, but, um, but it's just, um, it's, it's a sleeping giant. That's, that's, that's kind of my final word. on it. I would say that was probably one of the best student crowds we've had in a really long time. Um, you know, the game against TCU last year when college game day came to town, uh, was, was pretty big as well, but that one to have them as engaged, you know, coming for the blackout, being as loud as they were, they had spilled over past the student section and actually were sitting in other spots of the stadium too, which is great. Um, no, but I agree with you. Like 2008 was a magical year because Kansas won the orange bowl and then they, and then the basketball team followed that up by winning a national title. 
Um, right, right. You know, that was like the frenzy of Kansas sports. Then it wasn't too long after that where like the Kansas volleyball team went to the final four. Like that really kickstarted a lot of things. And and I know that Leipold talked about it last year about how, you know, success for football sets up the entire athletic department for a successful season um, because you, you build that momentum, you get fan bases involved, you know, and the, the way that those are all the excitement is, is electric and it, it it's, it's contagious. It spreads throughout the entire department. So I'm excited to see what they're able to do this year. Um, based off of what you saw though, like what, what do you expect from this team? Because we, we, we haven't actually talked about the team at all. And I am, I am curious, someone who's an outsider who isn't, you know, constantly looking at this team or constantly, you know, thinking about how good this team is, is going to be or what they think could potentially happen. The impression that you got, how, how, like, what do you think the ceiling is for Kansas this year? And, and where do you think they end up? Well, um, I promise I won't roast you mercilessly if you're wrong. So I promise I will <laughs> yeah. not. No, it's all good. Um, well, you know, I think what stood out to me, uh, so you got Jalen Daniels, right? Yeah. So many teams, if you get that one dynamic quarterback that can escape, uh, we saw him do that against Illinois. You don't need a lot of miraculous plays. You need one or two. And he was able to do that. And that can really make a difference. That can be a, that can be the difference of three or four games in a season. If you have that one guy, and it doesn't always be the quarterback, but you have that one playmaker that can just turn things at the time you need them to. Um, and, you know, they got that in Jalen Daniels this year. So um, with that being said, I would not be surprised if Kansas faced Texas in the Big 12 championship game, I wouldn't be. Um, hey, I'm I think all that for would, that. I think that would be your ceiling. Now, that's also, I mean, Texas just coming off that win over Alabama. It's the, with only week two, so much can change, and we all know that. But but looking at things right now, I can I I would I would say that that is an absolute ceiling is is getting to championship game for sure. You got Kansas State, you got Oklahoma in that mix. They they all look really good, but um, you have that playmaker can make a big difference. Um, and they have that, not to mention Leopold, who, you know, had the option, you know, was getting courted by other schools. Wisconsin was courting him. That's how matter. We were looking at him. Um, and he chose to stay at Kansas. And that's another big feather in the cap. Um, it makes a big, big difference when you have that consistency. So, um, you know, not that everything's about the head coach and about the quarterback. I'm one of the first people who gets frustrated with this. It's a whole team sport. It's a whole team effort. But, you know, that that there's a dynamic that does turn things. Um, there were a couple of plays against Illinois uh, where had Daniels not escaped the pressure, uh, Illinois could have turned it quickly yeah um and so you know um he'll get him out of some jams this year and that's going to make a difference yep definitely looking forward to seeing how they do the rest of the year all right well andrew thank you so much for joining us um what's your next stop do you know yet yeah i actually just i mean i had a tba this weekend um because i i had a couple different possibilities and i'm falling back to an old standard i'm going to go to wisconsin uh, they got a brand new section by the field house there that's all updated. So I'm going to go to the new terrace seating 
It'll be my 123rd game at Camp Randall Stadium, one of the best places to go to a game. But I'm going to see it from a totally different perspective. But that isn't new to anybody who follows me. So the weekend after is going to be my big one. I'm Thursday night. I'm going to Coastal Carolina, Friday, Virginia, Saturday, Old Dominion. So it'll be oh, one, man. two, three. That is it'll quite be, a trip. Yeah, it'll be stadiums 102, 103, and 104, all within a 72-hour period. So it'll be a lot of editing and working on my end <laughs> when bet. all that's done. <laughs> all right. Well, Andrew, for, for those that want to follow the tour or want to keep up with what you're doing, where, where's the best place to do that? Um, Twitter is at college underscore FB underscore tour. And you can find me if you search college football tour through YouTube and Instagram. Those are the places where you'll see the majority of my content. Um, so, and collegefootballtour.com is my website where I update uh, articles for all the games and stadiums I go to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. A big thank you to Andrew for joining us to talk about his time here in Lawrence. Um, glad to know that he really enjoyed that and is looking forward to coming back uh, and visiting with the Jayhawks again. And of course, if you want to be representing the Jayhawks in the best way possible, you can do that by, uh, by, with the help of our friends over at the Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. They want you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so make sure you go and check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off that school spirit all year long. Uh, you know, they do have a ton of great Kansas stuff. Unfortunately, it is so great and so popular that quite a bit of it is sold out. There's just a ton of shirts that I highly recommend. There's a Kansas Jayhawks football tee that you can get right now. Um, you know, there is the Kansas Jayhawks gridiron tee as well. Both are football related. I personally love the Rock Chalk Jayhawk, uh, you know, established 1865 tee. It has the oldest, the, the 1912 Jayhawk on it, which I absolutely love. Uh, there's, of course, the Jalen Daniels t-shirt. And there are, there's one that says Beacom Hawks. There's just so many different great options. A lot of them are sold out at the moment because of how popular they are. However, if you go onto the website and find something that you really like, it is possible to have them notify you when it is available so you can go ahead and get it. And when you do get it, you can use promo code 101215. That is the letters T-E-N-1215. Uh, that will save you 15% off of any item that is a, not a sale item that's on the site. So whether it's Kansas or any other of the schools that they happen to have shirts for, you know, if you have family members that are fans of other teams, you can find them over at charliehustle.com. Now, I do want to go ahead and jump over. We want to talk a little bit about the Nevada game, some of the other stuff that's happening. But before we do that, I need to throw it to a quick break. We'll be right back on the Rock Talk podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. Just got done talking with Andrew Baus of the College Football Tour. Again, big thanks to him for jumping on. There's a ton of other stuff that's going on right now with the athletic department. Um, starting, but before we get over to the kind of last thoughts on the Nevada game, um, you know, let's, let's chat about what the rest of these teams have been doing. Volleyball are ranked number 20 right now in the nation. Um, they have been on an absolute tear recently, just absolutely destroying, uh, you know, they had the one, the one loss against, uh, they had the one loss against Purdue, but that was it. You know, they came back and they beat uh, Minnesota later. That weekend, and I'm sorry, not Minnesota. They came back and beat Marquette later that weekend at the Kansas Invitational. They went down to Wichita State from the last time we talked, and they beat both Wichita State and Colorado three to one. Um, they swept Oral Roberts just recently here, uh, three to nothing. And then they have the Jayhawk Classic coming up this weekend. In fact, as we are recording right now, uh, they are getting ready to take on Bellarmine. Then they will be hosting New Hampshire again Friday night at 7 p.m. And then tomorrow on Saturday, they will be facing Texas State at home uh, at 1 p.m. Central Time. So if you're looking for something to do before the KU game kicks off, you know, late, late, late in the day, um, and you're not really that interested in watching any of the other college football, I highly recommend that you go over if you are able to and go cheer on the ladies at Texas State in person. Really enjoy uh, the the kind of team that they have put together. Um Highly recommend that you go over and actually catch a game in person if you can. Additionally, the Kansas soccer team, it's been kind of up and down for them. They've struggled a little bit um, just because there's a lot of really good soccer teams. You know, so they, they are now 3-1-5 and five. since the last time we talked. They they lost a game, or sorry, they lost a match at Washington State, who was ranked number 15, um, and they just tied against Oklahoma. They were down 2 nothing after the first half. Came all the way back in the second half on two fantastic goals to pull out a point on the road. That is a, just a huge accomplishment for them. Their next match, they are on the road again on, uh, on the 21st, so a week from Thursday, from yesterday, or a week from Thursday. So the Thursday coming up, they are playing at Oklahoma State. Then they go down to Orlando on the 24th uh, to take them on, to take UCF on, before coming home for their first home conference match against Baylor. Uh, on September September 28th, so the week after the BYU football game. So lots of action there, lots of things to pay attention to. I highly recommend if you have an opportunity to catch any of the other school or any of the other programs in person, you find a way to do it. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump over really quick and just talk about this Nevada game. Um, you know, Nevada, The some updates, the appeals were denied for – um, for Kobe Bryant and for Austin Booker. So they will be out for the first half of this game. Um, as I wrote over on Blue Wings Rising, there is a kind of a shift in the depth chart to account for the fact that uh, those guys are going to be gone. Um, Jacoby Bryant is no longer the starter just because he won't be starting the game. Um, and his backup, Kalen Gervin, gets bumped up to the first spot. 
um, which is absolutely fine. You know that Kobe Bryant's going to be playing quite a bit in the second half, so it's not a big deal. Similarly with Austin Booker, he got dropped down to the very end of where he is on the depth chart. Um, he's normally the first backup, but, you know, that's flipped because he's not going to be available for the first half. So, um, you know, Kansas, though, their defense should be absolutely fine going against Nevada. Nevada is a team, uh, last I saw, they were ranked 130th in SP Plus out of 133 or 134, meaning that they're not very good at all. Um, they are winless. They have had a very difficult time scoring. They've had a very difficult time stopping people. Kansas should go in there and absolutely demolish them. The fact that it is a late game, unfortunately, is going to make it a little bit tougher uh, to stay, I guess, engaged for the whole game, especially for people that have to get up super early the next day. However, we will be you know, paying attention to everything. We will not be on location. I wasn't able to swing the trip out to Nevada uh, to, to go ahead and, and actually be there. But we will be paying attention to the game. We'll have our you know normal live blog over on Blue Wings Rising and do a whole bunch of other stuff surrounding this game. So make sure you stay tuned. But, um, you know, Kansas is there's no expectation that they're going to go ahead and lose this game. So I wouldn't necessarily be too worried about that. But what we do have actually um, other sponsor here on the podcast, that would be prize picks prize picks, the daily or the best legal way to play daily fantasy. They are available in almost every state. All you do is you go on, you find players where they've set lines for over under um, find some of those player lines that you like and make your decision. Pick two to five players across all kinds of sports, whether it's college football, um, MLB, you know, they have uh, NFL, they have a whole bunch of different random things as well that you can throw into your collection of picks. Um, you know, you can you can win up to 10 times the money that you have. Just make sure, you know, if, if, if you pick five, five different players. So, um, but you can use the knowledge that you have of all the different leagues to find ways to make money just by picking over or under on various lines. For example, Jalen Daniels um, over on prize picks, it, they set the line at 262.5 yards passing to, uh, for this game coming up. I think that's, I mean, that seems a little low to me playing a team like Nevada, but there is definitely a chance that he could, you know, absolutely ball out in the first half and then they don't play him very much the second half, which would kind of deflate what he's able to do. I have to imagine, though, if he's getting pulled before the end of the third quarter that he's probably already killing it and that he probably has both hit that mark and over the two and a half touchdowns that they have already or that they set as the line there. There are no running back lines, no no rushing yard lines or anything like that. Um, just two wide receivers, Lawrence Arnold at 55.5 receiving yards and Luke Grimm at 50.5 receiving yards. Both of those seem about right to me. I think that a player could go way above it. A player could go way below it. I'm not really sure what to think. Um, Kansas has so many big plays that contribute to huge, uh, you know, huge yardage amounts that it's going to be potentially difficult for them to get that figured out. But I highly recommend that if you have not already, go over to pricepicks.com, use promo code CHOCK12. You can get 100% match on your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Um, it's a great way to earn a little bit extra money with the, uh, you know, with, with the sports knowledge that you have. And, and honestly, it's a whole lot of fun. I was doing a bunch of it last year, really enjoyed it this year. They haven't had nearly as many KU lines. So I've had to try to find other ways to get involved. It's, it's still a lot of fun to do. It lets you test the knowledge that you do have. And, you know, it's perfect for those people that like daily fantasy or honestly, just like any kind of fantasy football. So head on over to pricepix.com, use promo code chalk 12. That will get you that 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. All right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I talked a little bit about this, but I, I expect Kansas to have a really good game coming in. Um, Jalen Daniels is already getting recognition for his one week of action. You know, he went from on a lot of lists talking about the best quarterbacks. He went from unranked last week because he didn't appear 
to all of a sudden, you know, Tom Fornelli over at CBS Sports, he has picked uh, Jalen Daniels as the 10th best quarterback right now um, in all of college football based off of one week. Um, so there's going to be great opportunities for the Jayhawks as they get ready to host BYU, head on the road to Texas, and then host UCF for Jalen Daniels to kind of show what he's able to do and get himself up in those talks about Heisman or, you know, other quarterback awards. So tons of things to look forward to. Make sure you, you guys, if you have not already, that you can go and find your tickets for the BYU game. Uh, the expectation right now is that it's going to be a sellout. So if you are still looking for tickets, make sure you do it quickly because I don't know how much longer they're going to last. But um, I think Travis Goff is excited about BYU. Uh, you know, Lance Leipold is excited about BYU. There's a bunch of people excited for BYU coming to their first game in the Big 12 and it being at Kansas. So um, I highly I highly recommend that you guys are there in the stadium uh, next weekend at 2.30, which is when the game starts. Obviously, come early so you can actually enjoy all the festivities and be there for kickoff. And, um, you know, that's, I think, the most exciting thing to me about having a Saturday game is that we don't have to worry about people having to come late because of school or anything like that. So, but that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already, please go out wherever you get your podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the other million apps that are out there. Just search for Rock Chalk Podcast so you can subscribe, get every episode as soon as it comes out. Give us a rating and a review, five stars, nice comments. It'd be absolutely fantastic. But if for whatever reason you can't do that, just let us know what it is we can be doing better. We really do bring the podcast to you guys, get you all the information you need in as entertaining a way as possible. So if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, people you want to try to interview, anything like that, contact me by email at rockchalkpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at rockchalkpod. We are part of the 1012 Podcast Network covering all the teams in the Big 12 Conference. Yes, all 14 of them, uh, including some minor coverage for Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah that are coming in next year. Um, go over to 1012network.com to get links to all the great shows that we have. You can also support us by going to our Patreon. It is uh, it's patreon.com slash 1012network. That's T-E-N, the numbers one, two, the word network. Make sure you visit our sponsors, Charlie Hustle, Prize Picks. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you guys next time on the Rock Chalk Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.